This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. And I'm Evan Novi Williams, and this is the Mavericks Mayhem Sports Business Podcast, The Sportacast. Eben, I think our entire listening audience was at the uh, March of Dimes luncheon. Mm, that's, yep. I mean, you know, lots of people coming up to both of us. Uh, hey, oh, I love the podcast. Read the, listen to the podcast. You know, I think that, that that was our group right there. They were all in one room. We should have <laughs> exactly. done a lot. We should have done a live a live episode right there. We should have a designated survivor. One listener had to stick around in the back just in case something <laughs> terrible happened. <laughs> the minority whip. Exactly. Exactly. All uh, right. Give me what you, what you give me. Mavericks mayhem. What did you started there? Yeah, the, yeah. It's 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 the biggest story in sports business this week, Scott. Um, yeah, and. You and I had a had a pretty crazy Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday I, evening. I, I can't tell. You, I'm going to admit to something, to doing something that I that I'm not proud of. You know, I'm yeah. sorry, but sometimes situations warrant. And then I'll, you know, like I already told you, sort of the after effects. But I was doing a lot of texting and driving and and calling and driving on on the way to hockey practice. And I was doing some follow up calls after practice, and I, <laughs> I told you. And I was looking forward to getting home because focus group of one had to get to bed and whatever. But I was on a phone call and I just completely, I was just driving. Like I'm talking and I'm driving and I'm driving. And, I'm, and all of a sudden I, I see a, a, a road sign from Monticello. I was 20 <laughs> miles past my exit. I lost, I, what should have been a one hour drive home was a two hour drive home. I was so mad at myself. It's funny how both of us did this yesterday in, in the heat of the moment. I also uh, essentially totally blew off the, my, my co-op board me, annual meeting, <laughs> my co-op board. Well, um, you were presenting at the meeting. That's the yeah, word. You miss a meeting, gonna, but you were presenting. I had presenting. a whole thing breaking down everything that we that we had gone through in the past year at the building. I uh, didn't get to do any of it because I was an hour <laughs> Well, my hour favorite is you got a phone it. call with somebody saying, where are you? Yeah, like what's going on? I was like, uh, I totally what forgot. Um, but uh, yeah, let's get to the get to the news, the end result, Mark and we can Cuban back up a little forget. bit. Exactly, Sheldon. Well, let, let's take it by stage. Widow. Well, let's take it by stage though. Yeah. At first, the Adelsons had to put out, 
you know, there, there was a filing saying that they're, they're selling $2 billion worth of sand stock to acquire a controlling stake of a professional sports team. And then the race was on. Like that And, and was not just fun. to acquire it, uh, with a binding purchase agreement yes. done to yes. acquire a, a binding stake. The, 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 the release, which, which came, SEC filing from Sands, said that they were selling $2 billion, plus they were going to use other cash on hand to buy this majority stake of an unnamed sports team. Immediately, you and I jump on the phones. There's a lot of speculation. We have a list in our heads of... Teams that, that are for sale or, or could be for sale would not surprise us. Um, I think you and I both kind of ran through a number of those yeah. teams very quickly. There are teams in, in the Vegas area where, where where the Adelson family is that, that possibly made sense. Check, we, we, we cleared those out as well. Dallas Mavericks got not on high on my list. I don't think high on your list either of teams that seemed most likely to uh, to potentially trade a majority stake uh, in, in 2023. If you took the big four sports and we can, and the only reason I, I guess, you know, we didn't think it was MLS, even though the Adelson family loves soccer. Yeah. Um, just the, the numbers didn't work. Like you wouldn't Too need high. 2 billion for control stake, the whole thing. So I immediately, and we thought, by the way, not enough for the NFL. I immediately yeah. went to NBA in my head. Um, so I was kind of racking my brain as to w- which team that could be. Um, but if you had me list the all NBA teams and the likelihood that it was them on the, on the other side here, the sell side, boy, I mean, after like Knicks and Lakers, I mean, the Mavericks would have been in the bottom third of my list. Few owners uh, are, are, are as public tied to their teams i think as mark cuban is in in dallas with the mavericks few owners seem to enjoy being owner more than than but mark now, cuban is yes in yes dallas. but now hold on let me let me but then yeah. if we had been given terms that we know now what if i said to you okay the adelsons are coming in they're going to inject 3.5 billion dollars you know whatever but the sell side owner will retain control of operations yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't, I'm trying, I mean, it's really hard to really know objectively what you would have done because we know too much now, but I really would have, I think knowing myself, I think the Mavericks would have gone in the top quarter for me. Mm, I would have said, wait a minute, that would give liquidity to Mark Cuban. And if you don't think that there's a long-term casino component, new arena component here, uh, you're out of your mind, then you don't understand how the market works. This could, uh, this would certainly be, uh, you're bringing in, uh, a, a, a investor here with uh, solid ties to the gaming community in the Sands Corporation. Um, and we don't have betting yet in, in Texas, so you can expound on that. Um, but I really think, you know what? Liquidity for Cuban, control of the basketball operations, this could be him. I, at age 65, I think he's 65. He backed off from Shark Tank a week ago. I know Mark is it likes to spend a lot of time with his family. I'm like, this, this really could be Mark Cuban, and yeah. hell, it was totally. I don't don't want to speculate on, on potential reasons here. I see a lot. Who knows what's going on in his personal life? If he, if he needs the money for something else, if there's another transaction or acquisition he wants to make, um, if he's bearish on the NBA post You're no coming out of these next TV if you deals, can't speculate who knows? Here, where can you speculate? <laughs> I just roll my eyes a lot at seeing. Hey, listen, I emailed Mark and he didn't email X, back. X and Y out Well, he did tell there. NBC yeah. News, but he did tell NBC he wasn't interested or wasn't planning a run for president. So you can oh, cross that one off the list. Okay, yeah, does not surprise me off the list. Uh, but I do want to talk about you. Br- you brought up the gambling stuff. Uh, I do think that's really interesting. The Texas is 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 one of those few states left still that has no 
land-based casinos and no online sports betting. Uh, both of those things have been pushed in in various attempts through the Texas legislature recently. I believe the the, the land-based resort and casino uh, failed to make it out of the House during the last legislative session. Sports betting made it out of the House but failed in the Senate. The Texas uh, legislature meets once every two years, not a bad gig. Um, so it, it, the, the, the process in some ways gets drawn out a lot more than other states. But Texas is a huge state population-wise. Um, it, it is obvious to see that if and when Texas legalizes any of these forms of gambling, whether it's online sports betting, whether it is land-based casino, there is a huge opportunity there. Uh, and and Las Vegas Sands, uh, it's in the name, Las Vegas-centric, but <laughs> has been very uh, has been very open and vocal about trying to build out its portfolio outside of Nevada. Uh, yep. And Texas is is the dream. Texas and California and Florida are the, the dream states to make that happen. Evan, bring your brain to the forefront here and explain to the listening audience if they do not understand the term market access. Why don't yep. you tell them what a market access deal is because teams have already tried it. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting, especially in Texas, which I, I know is why you're asking. Uh, yep. in, in a few states, uh, Ohio, Arizona, I think are the only two right now, uh, they legalize sports betting through teams. So giving teams the license, which teams then sell for huge amounts of money to a gambling partner uh, to, to make that happen. The, the way that Texas sports betting has been discussed is that if and when Texas legalizes sports betting, it will also run through the teams. That is a huge financial concession for the teams. It, it is a dream situation, especially in a state like Texas, which, as we said, is is going to be a massive gambling market if and when it is allowed. Um, and we've already seen this in Texas, Scott, that there have been some teams that have signed deals that included uh, future rights to the gambling license if and when it happens. When, when, when DraftKings did its deal for Golden Nugget's online business, Golden Nugget was owned by uh, Tillman Fertitta, owner of the Rockets, I believe part of that deal included DraftKings was going to have the market access rights through the Rockets if and when Texas came on board for sports betting. Um, so imagine if, if this deal does include this majority stake that, that the Adelsons are getting in, 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 the, in the Mavericks, if that includes the potential sports betting license that the Mavericks would hold if Texas legalizes sports betting in that way, uh, that is also a tremendously valuable piece uh, for the Adelsons, especially if they think that they can, through their lobbying, through their connections, through their money, accelerate the process to make that happen. Uh, so I, I do think there is there is no question that that on the buy side here, the, the, the gambling opportunities in Texas uh, is, I'm sure, a, a large part of the thinking here. You know that real estate development is a is is a way to spur action. You you know we saw that with mm-hmm. Barclays Center, not quite the original project, but you saw that with Bruce Ratner and and Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Um, if I close my eyes and think of Steve Cohen, and I will close my eyes right now, and hear Steve Cohen describing what it's like at Willits Point right now. You know, plays for hubcaps and catalytic converters, <laughs> um, but he has come out with his grand plan. And shockingly, guess what it includes, Mr. Novi Williams? A downstate casino. A downstate casino. Yeah, with a bunch of entities vying for casino licenses in uh, in New York. So here we are. Uh, and entertainment districts are very popular with sports teams. Uh, you know, Mark Cuban would like to have his own state-of-the-art arena attached to a casino 
project and some retail and maybe hotel. That's how it goes these days, right? We, what do we talk about all the time? The tent poles. What are the tent poles? Real estate is a big one of them. And casino is, uh, I think, one that's quickly uh, deserved its own spot as well. A couple other things that, that I do want to mention here. The price valuation, $3.5 billion. Uh, again, this is for a majority stake, but not a controlling stake, uh, which is a, a little bit of an important nuance here. Well, a controlling stake, just not control. <laughs> controlling stake, just not a controlling not stake, just not control. Right. Yeah, the arena obviously is 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 a factor here too. But if not, if you think of, of the it, yeah. if you think of the LP discount as roughly twenty percent, that 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 if one hundred percent of the Mavericks sold right now, it would be something in the four low four range. Makes total sense to me. So so so, so the money doesn't doesn't make sense there again for for not for control and not for the arena. Um, this is a this is a still a, a, a very large number, one of the largest uh, team sales we've ever seen valuation wise we've ever seen uh, in sports, let alone in the NBA. Um, that, that that seems wor- worth mentioning to me. Another thing, Scott, just on the timing here, the NBA is in the process of starting its its next round of TV negotiations, as we've seen in, in other sports and in the NBA. Uh, valuations tend to jump pretty significantly when, when the new uh, 2X or 3X TV deal gets signed. Yeah, I think, I think um, we're more than a bounce pass away from that one, though. I, I don't think that's yeah, factored. And maybe that's yeah, true. We know where it's going, and, yeah. And, yeah, and it, Mark Cuban has been maybe the most vocal NBA owner in terms of talking about the NBA's prospects versus the NFL, the hogs get fat and pigs get slaughtered comment that he made a number of years ago. Um, I do well, think the timing that, that's here what is, I like to, what we see with analysts. At though. least like a the, little the, interesting. Yeah. The problem with those comments is you have to wait a long time to see if people are right or wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know, on this one, Mark, man, you got this, this one, Mark got wrong, you know, and, and you know, whether another five, 10, 20 years, that'll be well, true. At some of the point NFL. he might be right. Yeah. At some point he might be right, but he ain't right right now. That was for sure. You know, ask Josh Harris, uh, about the slaughter. He just paid $6 billion for a franchise in, in the nation's exactly. capital. Yeah, so the, what do you think would have happened if you and I, let's say, oh, I don't know, 48 hours ago, went to uh, a lot of the bankers who work in this area and said, hey, you know what? I'm hearing that there's a sale done where for X billions of dollars, um, the person's not going to get control of operations. But the, you know they'll have you know they'll have control. What we just said, they'll have a controlling stake, but they won't have control. Would anybody have thought of a scenario in which, okay, wait a minute, this is a vehicle to a casino? Blah, 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 blah. I think no. Yeah, maybe I don't, not. I don't think anybody yeah. would have predicted or seen this coming or coming up with a scenario. And, and there's a chance that we're reading too much into this as well. I, I think probably not, but but <laughs> maybe they just had a good nah. relationship with Mark and they wanted no, an NBA no, team. No, no, and no, 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 no. Maybe no, maybe no, it no. includes path to control at some point in the future, right? I imagine there is whenever Mark decides he does not want to run this team anymore, I imagine the Adelsons will have the the, the, the right to Oh, the, sure, the, the, the controlling control order, the absolutely. Of, of course, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but you're, you're right. I think there is, as we see often with other other acquisitions, there, there's a bigger business play in mind, and it, it does not. It does. It's not difficult to read the tea leaves on this that that gambling is is the thing, even though right now none of it is an option legally in Texas, and and who knows? Again, the the legislature meets every two years, and 
every setback is a two-year setback and not a one-year setback, which is a which is a different situation than in most states. You know what, though, as as an investor, do you care if it's one year, two year, three year, four year? I mean, what what did Wayne Gretzky say? You want to say it as an investor? Skate, you know? skate to where the puck is going to the, be. The not, skate not to, to where, where the puck is going to be, not where it is. That's what the Adelsons and the Sands Corporation are doing in this deal. They are skating yeah. to where the puck is going to be. Uh, you know what else is a uh, a, a bit of a, a risk and reward, the big dollars that are paid to coaches. Mm. Uh, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it does not. <laughs> Jimbo Jumbo we've talked about. Uh, yeah. But Mr. Bodenhausen came out with his list of the highest paid coaches. Uh, you know, I, I'm taking a quick uh, scan of the top here. There's a whole lot of losing records here. <laughs> I'm like, what, what am I to make of that? Just in the same way that, that, that recent performance on the court does not make a team's valuation go up or down uh recent success by coaches doesn't necessarily correlate exactly to how much they're how much they're getting paid there's so many other factors that go into this scott there are according to kurt 37 coaches across the major u.s pro leagues and college ranks that are making more than eight million dollars a year in base salary uh this should not surprise people as we talk about the 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 hog that's not getting slaughtered uh vast majority of them are football coaches the 20 of the top 25 are either NFL or college football coaches. There, there's one college basketball coach in there, Bill Self, who just got that new deal. Uh, a couple NBA coaches uh, as well. So it's a it is a football dominated list right here. Yeah, but here's a little um, difference though. Bill Self, yep. you and I talked about the fact. What leverage did Bill Self have to get this lifetime crazy number? Was somebody going to pay him? Like you and I, I think we agree. Where we're like, no, they didn't have to do this. They bidding against themselves. Number one on the list is Bill Belichick. Yeah. Do I think another NFL team might have really upbid here to to get Bill Belichick away from the I, I at least I can see a world in which yeah. he would he would generate enough interest and demand where the the, the Patriots say we got to pay him, you know, the 25 mil he's getting to to keep him. Yeah, I think it's an interesting question. I, I would say that college football and some college basketball coaches are, are in some ways the leverage kings in this scenario, right? That they they become these cult of personality. Bill Belichick has kind of done this as certainly has done this as well in New England. But I'm not going to sing, but I would because you said cult of personality, <laughs> one of my favorite songs. I'm not going to do it though. <laughs> By all means, <laughs> warm up those pipes, Scott. Uh, the the it happens in the pros a little bit, but way more often it's it's college coaches that become kind of larger than the programs themselves, and and I think that that is leverage in and of itself. And Bill Self has definitely done that. A lot of the college football coaches on this list, like Nick Saban and Dabo Swinney, uh, also reached that point where you're right. The, the 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 leverage of another job may not be a huge thing, but just the 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 amount of control and power that they have consolidated on their campuses and and the way in which fans feel about them, even if they have a down year, uh, in some ways, I think gives them a lot more leverage than the the equivalent professional coach probably does the, the turnover in 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 college in, in professional ranks lev akabas our colleague put out the, these charts the the tenure of 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 nfl and nba coaches and the the majority of coaches in both those leagues got have been in their jobs for for two two or fewer years right the 
the, the turnover there is, is, is so tight. Whereas the, there's just so many at the top tier of college football coaches that have been there for so much longer, right? They become institutions, they become businesses in, in their own right. So while I agree that the leverage for Bill Self is, is a little different in terms of what other jobs, in some ways he has so much leverage because Bill Self is Kansas football, Kansas basketball. It is, it is almost impossible to, in, to, inter, to, to, to extricate the two things. Whereas in, in pro sports, it's a lot easier. Yeah, I get it. I go back to Gordon Gee at Ohio State. Remember the big quote when he was asked about me? 100%. Punish the coach yeah, or Jim whatever. Trestle. Was yeah. that Jim Trestle? Yeah, yeah. yeah and what did he Jim say? Trestle. He goes, I just hope he doesn't fire me. Like, the school president should not be saying, I just hope the football coach does not fire me. Exactly. And, and, and there are some professional coaches that have that kind of power. Bill Belichick and, and Greg Popovich, the two longest tenured coaches in the NBA and NFL, I, I would say are at that level. But it's way more common to have that kind of dynamic in college basketball and college football than it is in the professional ranks. Best gig, guess, uh, best gig in the pro ranks might be coach to uh, David Tepper. That might be the gig you want. because you're, <laughs> Best gig you're, or worst like, gig? <laughs> no, best gig because you're going to get paid a whole lot of money not to coach. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, what, I mean. Uh, He's paying two. It's 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 pretty wild what's going on in 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 Carolina. I, since David Tepper bought the Panthers um, uh, five years ago, th- there are only two professional sports teams in the major four leagues that have a worse win loss percentage than than the Panthers do. I believe it's the uh, Detroit Pistons also have a very high paid coach and the uh, and the New York Jets. Um, and David Tepper fired Frank Reich earlier this earlier this week. Went on a very kind of public uh, profanity tirade about uh, about his frustrations. Um, as we talk about Scott, the, the, this list that you and I have in our head of teams that if they hit the market, we would not be surprised. The Panthers come up in conversations, at least in my conversations, a lot as a team that bought pretty recently um, and for a, for a pretty high number at the time, but. Uh, David could sell that team right now for a for a multi billion dollar profit, probably. Yep. yep. Um, and it, it certainly seems like he's frustrated with the process, both publicly and from 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 conversations that I've had. Um, one of those teams that it would not shock me, unlike the Mavericks, which shocked me, would not shock me if the if the Panthers hit the market at some point soon. Look at you. Yeah. I mean, it's just a dichotomy in in sort of David Tepper, the investor, who where he showed a lot of patience and sort of. Understood. Hey, I bet the U.S. Ba- the U.S. government will bail out failing banks. <laughs> you know, so made yeah. a, made a lot of money in in that regard. But here he's shown very little patience for losing. And the NFL is a different animal. Like what works in in your core discipline may not work here. You got you got to figure it out. And there's so much kind of collaboration or, or power that you seed as an NFL owner as part of the, the greater entity, which is not something you have when you run a successful hedge fund, right? You are the king of the universe in that world, and you can make all the decisions. And NFL owners very often have to kind of put their own personal interests aside for the greater interest of the NFL. It's one of the things that's made the NFL over the past century such a successful business is decisions made and, and concessions made by some owners um, taking money out of their own pocket uh, in the short term to the benefit of, 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 the, of the league more broadly and, and, and the business model of the league. Um, so yeah, from, from what I understand, yeah, there's been, been some challenges in terms of going from a world where he is the sole decision maker and can make all of the decisions going into a, a, a very exclusive club where there is some collaboration that is required and, and, and kind of baked into the process. I like when our sort of back of napkin uh, polling and focus grouping works out. 
we talked about what happened in our respective uh, festivities in terms of watching TV and yep. whether or not we were watching the streaming the Jets game. And uh, my answer was no, nobody was watching the Jets at our celebration. I believe your answer was the same. And yep. the numbers seem to side with us that people I, I was, were doing I, other things. I'm, I'm a little surprised too, but it, it looks as if our focus groups were on point. The the numbers for the first Amazon Black Friday game, um, 9.6 million people average watched it. Um, that is a lower number than the average for the exclusive Thursday night Amazon games uh, this season. Um, when everybody's home. Yeah, everybody's yeah, it, home it, thinking about football. Our colleague Jacob Feldman was was positing that part of this is a is a time of day thing that that obviously the Thursday night games happen in in nighttime prime time when people are not working and this was a Friday game where some people were working and it also started at three o'clock in the middle of the day where people aren't used to NFL games being played. Um, you and I have discussed that the NFL is is not allowed to to broadcast games uh, on television at least uh, after majority of the game after six p.m. on Fridays as part of its antitrust. Exam- so the the league is not allowed to play a Black Friday game, at least not the way that it's broadcasting them right now. Not allowed to do that after uh, any any and much later than three p.m. on Black Friday. Uh, Amazon and the league have said they want to do this again. I imagine they will do it again. I, I, oh, they'll I'm do not it saying again, that, sure. Yeah, I'm not saying this is not was was not successful, uh, but I was surprised by. Uh, the number here, I, I would have thought it would have been over $10 million. And it does at least open the door to the question of, is is there is, is there a point where the NFL has too many windows? Is there a point where there's oversaturation? Is there a point where uh, the, the, the league can't just continue to create a new 9 a.m. Sunday or a, or a Thursday night or now a, a, a standing Black Friday game? Is, at some point, is there too much NFL football? Or, Eben Novi Williams, is there a point at which Americans cannot be deterred from <laughs> Black Friday just absolutely checking out every item of every aisle in Costco? That's the, that's the real <laughs> Speaking question. Speaking into my soul are, right there. Are, are, they, are they following the Novi Williams model where every item in every aisle in Costco is just being looked at? That's the Yeah, question. and comparing the prices to the cans of chickpeas at, uh, at my local <laughs> bodega and deciding that, yes, the palette of, of 16 cans of chickpeas is a, is a worthwhile purchase I can, for me. I can use yeah. this on all my salad. I will absolutely utilize all of this. Exactly. I'm saving $3 a can, and then I'm driving it back from D.C., so there's gas involved. What does that cost? Doing all of the, uh, doing all of the calculations there. This, was the, uh, this is the Kramer mail truck. Um, scheme <laughs> exactly, on, on Seinfeld, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you, we were both surprised by the number. Uh, I think I, even with whatever's going on, I would still say I am surprised at the headline we saw about Sports Illustrated. Mm, <laughs> you know, yeah. coming out of that report where they were using AI-generated authors, and you know, the SI is saying it was a third party. The whatever uh, the business part of this is that the parent company, uh, the Arena Group of SI. Uh, has been taking a hit. Yeah, the, this is such an interesting story and a bit more nuanced, I think, than than a lot of people who have casually read the headlines. It, th- these were not AI-generated gamers or even AI-generated sports features. These were... No, just buy, fake reporters. Buying, <laughs> they were buying guides, essentially, um, w- which I think kind of opens up a really interesting question, conversation about 
about media, which you are Why hip you deep need in a reporter right now. To write it, just say sport, just say I, staff, si staff, si hundred percent, right? Like these are these it. are these are silly buying guides. They're they're probably SEO plays more so yeah. than they are actual content for the website. Search engine optimization. Um, search engine optimization, and you're right. This could easily be done by. SI staff or SI robot, whatever you want to call yeah. it, and not creating fake bios with fake biographical details. That, by the about way, we're still the we're, we're there for the world and, to see. You could go buy these. And, and shout out to Futurism, the, the, the yeah. media site that broke this news. Essentially looked at the photos of some of these authors and and, and traced them back to, so, to I know fake headshot websites. <laughs> yeah, I know like this guy. F- fake AI generated photo websites right. that were for sale. Um, so so there, there there is a obviously an embarrassment here for SI. Um, do not use AI generated uh, content and pass it off as if a human did it. I think that is a that that is obviously a, 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 a an ethical breach in addition to a, maybe a number of other problems. Um, but I also think the way that that so much of media operates now, right, is is trying to put out as much content out there that does well for search engine optimization and buying guides and products and e-commerce and all these things are all crashing together. There's going to be a lot more AI generated buying guides and things like this in the future. SI was not the first. It's not going to be the last. Um, but I do think we can all agree that the way in which they did it was uh, was problematic. Yes, we can. All right. Now I'm going to – quickly, while you were talking, I was doing my phone tapping, <laughs> which is good because, you know, I, I do love the song. So I'm going to play it out and give it, give it like, you know, five seconds of music okay. and then you can close the show. Do Hold it, do on. It. Let, me hit, let me hit the button. Oh, are we playing? Hold on. I hit the button and it went somewhere else. There we go. There we go. He is Scott Soshnick playing that music at Soshnick on Twitter. I am Evan Novi Williams at Novi underscore Williams on Twitter. The show is produced by Aaron Greenewald. Thank you very much to Aaron. Sportico's digital media editor Cora Veltman would like you to know that you can follow the show at Sportacast, which is the hub of the Sportico Media Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.